Mount Zion, now and forevermore. The gospel lesson this morning comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Would you please rise for the reading of the gospel? People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. As we come to a time of children's message on this Worldwide Communion Sunday, I wanted to bring out one of my very favorite things that lives in my office. And I'm so glad we got to sing. He's got the whole world in his hands because uniquely at this very moment, I'm holding the earth. Around the world today, we celebrate with siblings who are also, throughout the time of this weekend, celebrating communion together. On the first weekend in October, I used to say Sunday, and then realized we have siblings around the world who do so on Saturday as well, so I don't want them to feel left out. Uh, around the world. We have siblings who celebrate communion on this particular day to remind us of our connection in Christ. There could be a whole bunch of things that make us different. We could talk on that for a while. <laughs> but there's something that connects us. So I wanted to ask, usually when I have the opportunity to have a uh, people gather, I throw the, the world around a little bit and uh, say, you know, name a place, and we'll talk for a moment about that, but I'll ask you, where are people having communion today? Where's somewhere you've been? New Zealand. New Zealand. Germany. Germany. Thank you. I was hoping. Germany. Where else? Where around the world today? Norway, Italy, where else? Denmark, England, Greece. Say it again for me. Spain, France. I heard Japan. <laughs> Canada. The largest part of our Christian siblings are in the global south. So won't forget about that part of the world. If I was holding this for you, I'd be looking down in South America, and I'd be looking on the continent of Africa, our brothers and sisters in the global south, who are celebrating communion with us today. So I want to say this as we pray. There is this. 
that connects us. There's a whole bunch of things that we can say this makes us different. And there's this, this weekend that connects us. It's Jesus. Let us pray together to remember Jesus who connects us. Dear God, we thank you for Jesus who connects us at our core. Let us remember our unity in you. Amen. Feel free to throw around the world a little bit later if you want to. It's really quite a feeling to throw the world around a little bit. So around the world, you may or may not know this, one in three people claim the faith of a Christian. So of a world that is approximately 7.9, we're almost 8 billion people, that's 2.6 billion Christians of all stripes and styles. On this Worldwide Communion Sunday, we gather with our siblings, and this one thing that connects us, and it's Jesus. We gather around tables and altars, some that are simple and some that are intricate and ornate, to celebrate the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Sometimes on this day, we like to remember the distinctions we have. Appropriate. How many different languages we have, how many different kinds of breads we make, the different kinds of ways we can take communion. There's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> However, this morning I want to say this. The poet, writer, and activist Audre Lorde says this. It's not our differences that divide us. It's our inability to ex recognize, accept, and celebrate those differences. This morning, we launch a new series, A Future with Hope, as we lay out a stewardship vision for our congregation. We look at where God's calling us into the future. Right now, as a pandemic still evolves, we're still figuring this thing out, it may be challenging to think too far ahead, but you and I, we are uncovering where God is leading us. Every week we hear these words, we are called to gather, grow, and make a difference. I thought you might have heard it before. Gather, grow, and make a difference. And so today I'm asking this question. How is God calling us to gather? As we gather, both in person and online, for fellowship, for prayer, for worship, sometimes we act like we're the only children in the family of God, or at least we're the favorite children. Don't ever ask if you're the favorite child, but if you're the favorite children, Sometimes we pick and choose who should draw near, or particularly who should be a little bit further away. Like Linus of Peanuts, we find ourselves thinking, I like humanity, it's just the people I can't stand. 
I know I'm not the only one who ever resonated with him on that. We know that welcoming can be a little complicated outside of the narrative world. Kate Buhler, a Duke professor of history and best-selling author of Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies that I love, she tells this story about a friend named Candace who just moved in to a new home. So her neighbor, Candace's neighbor, decided to have a party that lasted a lot longer than Candace would have preferred. Story goes like this. Sometime after 3 a.m., when the music was still blasting, she got fed up. She got up, and she decided to bake her neighbor a pound cake. It's one way to respond. And she delivered it the next morning with a kind but firm letter instructing her neighbor she wasn't exactly thrilled, but she was thinking of him. In the future, maybe he could think of her and the time. She met him the next day. Turns out he was a music producer. It made sense then about the music. And he apologized. He'd absolutely consider the music coming down. But he loved the pound cake. And it made him open up about how he was struggling. It was his first holiday without his daughter, who he'd recently lost in a tragic car accident. And the fact that she led with this pound cake and kindness instead of rightfully responding perhaps in a prejudging situation opened up a friendship when he was lonely and perhaps actually overwhelmed. Lives gathering creativity like this pound cake when you and I, we might have just shaken our fists. We could have taken the broom out. I'm just saying. We may have taken the phone out and called somebody else. Last Saturday, 14 persons spent a beautiful day like we've been having when they could have been taking care of the lawn, they could have been decorating for Halloween, they might have been going to the farmer's market out here. They were listening for God's voice at Pocono Plateau during our vision retreat. They began the work of a strategic plan for our congregation. It's not too late for you to join with prayer, with commitment. Let me share just a few things that came out of this. God is calling us to be a community church. A community church who gathers with our neighbors in person and online. Every week, there are guests who knock at our physical door and at our digital door, who peer in the windows on Sundays and on Wednesdays and throughout the week. And sometimes, we bring our sense of acceptability of who should enter the door and maybe what they should do first. We set a goal to increase our foot traffic, physically and digitally. And maybe we need to release some of those expectations about what they're called to do first. Let me share a story with you. One of the churches I previously served 
proudly supported Family Promise. And we celebrated when one of the families who we had known multiple times because they came to the church finally got to move into a house of their own. We'd grown very invested in this family. They were like our family. The mom, she worked at Home Depot, and she wanted to thank us for helping her family. So she did the way she knew how to thank. She bought the church this inflatable neon larger-than-life nativity. You have never seen a larger nativity in your whole life. And she said, I'd like you to put it at the end of the driveway of the church in rural Chester County. Some good church folks who wouldn't have picked that loud decoration out found themselves trying to figure out how to accept a gift. Do you know that that nativity welcomed families for Christmas that year and gathered more children than any other year? Can you believe it? John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, reminds us the world is our parish. We are called to go where people are. Wesley visited coal mines and pubs and preached in open fields. He went to the prisons. Over the last years, we have brought church services out into the courtyard with animal blessings and sunrise services, and we've opened the doors on Wednesdays. And this year, we're thinking about ashes to go on Ash Wednesdays and other ways that we can be outside of the building. Here in Stroudsburg, I don't need to tell you all this, but I will. Our community loves an opportunity to be on Main Street, Stroudfest and Winterfest, St. Patrick's Day and the Veterans Day Parade, trick or treat, it doesn't matter what the reason is. We love to be out and we've responded. Opening our church and having water bottles and sometimes hot cocoa, tours of the church, and the bathrooms. This is what people want. And the bathrooms. Hospitalities and compassion have been a gift to the community. As we gather, we think about what it means to offer a handicapped accessible bathroom so that all of the community can use the bathroom whether you're in a walker or a wheelchair, whether you have a stroller or you have feet. We gather not just with those who are already in the pews and online, but those who come looking for blessings and wonder what is it exactly that Jesus was saying. You know, that sounds like the gospel lesson that Jackie just read. The disciples holding back the parents and the families. If you want a baptism or a blessing, you might just need to join first. We might hear the disciples saying, ooh. If you want to know Jesus, you should have been here from the beginning. We might have heard the disciples say. But Jesus cut right through it and reminded them there is no reward being how you came to know Jesus, coming close, gathering around Jesus is the reward.
What does God's vision look like when you've been far from God's warm embrace? If you've been looking for where this window is, it is in the sanctuary. It's in the rear of the sanctuary, just in case you've been curious. The prophet Micah speaks tenderly and prophetically of the future with a hope for the people of Israel. While they've known this exile and deportation, God never forgot them. In fact, God sent Micah to give them a vision. In the days to come, all people will come to the mountain of the Lord. Gathered back from the exile when it was the Assyrians and when it was the Babylonians, they won't be gathered in divisions. But they'll be walking in the light of the Lord. Swords of war will become plows for harvesting, and no one will learn the art of war anymore. Every person will get to sit under their own vine and their own fig tree, and nobody will be afraid anymore. No, says God, in fact, I will go my own self and gather up the wounded and the hurt those who've been bruised and those who've been banished, I will transform the battered into a company of the elite. You know, Micah's words weren't just for the people of years and years ago. They're for you and me today as well. For those of us who know what it's like to be bruised or battered, to be hurt, God calls us to be a community church where all gather. Those who've known hope and those who've had to outsource it to others and let somebody else hold on to our hope for a while. As we gather on this World Communion Sunday, may our call to gather in fellowship and worship spill out into the streets Embracing our call as a community church to proclaim God has a future with hope. Not just for a few, but for all of God's people as we walk together and reflect God's vision. This, my friends, is the gospel. It's the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.